This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Rockstar Energy Drink. Be honest, are you procrastinating by listening to this podcast? It's okay, you just need Rockstar Focus. Choose from three delicious flavors, each crafted with ingredients for an ideal energy and mental boost, like lion's mane, 200 milligrams of caffeine, and zero sugar. Visit rockstarenergy.com to learn more. At least 75 milligrams of caffeine has been shown to help improve attention. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to Smart TV. My name is Kellyanne Taylor and I'm in the studio with the remarkable, the beautiful. Oh. Is that is that allowed? Or weird? I don't know. I'll take it. <laughs> it's Caroline Frost. Hello. <laughs> we have a great week of television for you to guide you through, pick out what you should be watching. Uh, kick us off, Caroline, with the drama of the week. Okay, so... I don't know. You're probably too young to remember TV a decade ago. (gasps) But there was a wave of Nordic noir TV that came to this country because we had The Killing, then we had Mm. The Bridge. There was also Borgen. There was a bunch of stuff and we couldn't get enough of subtitled telly, Mm. crime drama on a Saturday night, BBC Four, 9pm, 10pm, double bill. And for a while, it was all anybody could talk about. I don't know if you've ever heard of Sophie Grable and her jumper, but that's where this came from with her lovely... I don't know what it would be, lamb's wool, something. Anyway, everyone who watched The Killing knows exactly what I'm talking about. And then what happened with inevitably these things, because it was so popular, it became a victim of its own success because Danish distributors started digging into the bag and, oh, here's something we made earlier. Not quite as good as The Killing, unfortunately, but we watched anyway, and it went away. It's back. This Mm. is a whole new wave. This is the same broadcaster. This is the Danish BBC called the DR, and they've brought us Prisoner, People will recognise Sophie Grable from The Killing, but also a couple of other faces from those dramas. It's a very small, tight-knit, but very talented community, the Danes. The Great Danes, I think I wrote a piece once. See what I did? (laughs) I like that. Thank you. This is a claustrophobic, handheld camera telling of inside a prison. Mm -hmm. And Sophie Grable plays one of the guards, but she is one of four main guards. And the storyline really twists and turns between the prisoners and the guards. They all have their stories. Your sympathy moves around between the different people. 
And it does keep you sort of, you know, nails biting just in the days of Nordic Noir in its prime. So the good news is if you're a fan of Nordic Noir at its best, it's back. Saturday nights, BBC Four, Nine and 10pm also do catch up on the iPlayer. Okay, so what's what's moving the plot there? Is it the, their individual stories? Is it a bit like time in the sense that it was just following these three characters and, and moving with them? Um, I think I find it more gripping than time because it's not so sort of despairing. Mm-hmm. I think it's more plot driven, slightly more Mercurio-esque than McGovern, right. I would say. I right, mean, that's right. a very broad brushstroke. Please do watch it and let us know what you think of Prisoner if you fancy that kind of thing. Excellent. Well, I have something very different. Good. Uh, Very British, actually. This is The Gentleman, which is coming to Netflix on Thursday. People might be thinking, I've heard The Gentleman. Uh, Guy Ritchie did a film of Mm. the same name, and now he brings us a series. I believe similar plots. So this follows Theo James as the lead and he's playing this spare aristocrat. See that suave chap from White Lotus? He is from White Lotus. and, and uh, With a those, few more clothes those on? Of a, of a slightly different ilk might remember him from his divergent days. I don't know. They're just a, just a little suggestion. No, no. Well, my father, uh, who, if you're listening, <laughs> definitely enjoyed that series. Is um, he wearing more clothes than in yes, White he's, Lotus? Yes, he's playing an aristocrat. So he's very much clad in... Uh, Excellent. In all the attire, you would assume, where there's lots of um, gilets and shirts and... Oh, ruffles and yes, pantalones. you know, a, a man of the landed gentry. So we've got Theo James, he's playing the spare aristocrat. He winds up actually inheriting his family estate, which I'm sure you can imagine causes family drama. He's the spare. But his brother and natural heir winds up causing a lot of trouble. And what transpires is that this estate, which as we know and as we've seen, lots of of uh, houses which have inherited wealth don't actually have any money and we've seen mm-hmm. that in today's society they're having to kind of rent out for weddings filming etc etc uh, world's smallest violin mm. but how this fictional estate is making money is because underneath it is a cannabis farm <gasps> that is being run by a drug lord called Susie Glass it's a great watch but it's one of those I watched the first two episodes and the premise at first I thought okay this sounds a bit Netflixy it sounds big drama is is there going to be much substance of course it's Guy Ritchie so yes it is it's thrilling it's pacey it's fun but also some very smartly woven undertones about the British class system. Mm-hmm. And it's fronted by some absolute greats. You've got Ray Winston and Vinnie Jones, who, sorry, but Vinnie Jones is the muscle. Brilliant watch. Love it. So Gosh. that is a rave review for The Gentleman, Thursday, Netflix. Drive to Survive. Ooh. It's back. Series six. Can this you believe is the series it? that got a lot of people into racing that mm. weren't into racing. It. Bless you. F1. Do you mean Grand Prix? Yes. Sure. F one. Whatever. Racing. I'll, and let me tell you something. I did watch some of it, and I still don't care. No, but I do. So yes. fortunately, you are I you're am, a sports person. I am the enthusiast mm. at this table. We have series six. I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. It has drawn lots and lots of mm. people, particularly in America to Formula One. And in fact, Brad Pitt is now making a drama about Formula One. So that tells you when it's entered proper mainstream. Wow. The big question was how they were going to make a series with any kind of surprise or peril, bearing in mind Max Verstappen's dominance of the track, 
I mean, he just cleaned up last season and Red Bull also won the Constructors' Championship. So how to make a series of that when he wins virtually everything? However, we do have sackings of principles. Gunter Stein is my favourite. He actually wrote his autobiography and is filmed signing in Waterstones and his book's called Surviving to Drive. So oh, it tells you something about where the stardom is now coming, never mind the track. Mm. It's all about the TV cameras. And we also have the will he, won't he of Lewis Hamilton, whether he'll leave Mercedes and go to Ferrari. So lots of people will already know the answer to that. But I would say tune in anyway, because it's got all the thrills and spills that you've become accustomed to in the previous five series. That's on Netflix. It is funny, isn't it, how these shows about sport are bringing people in. I mean, I did try it. It personally wasn't for me, but loads of people really enjoyed it and you've seen it with the football documentaries I ended up watching a Tottenham documentary what I mean I'm not a Tottenham fan oh it's got everything I mean every sport now is queuing up Mm. for that treatment we've had the Tour de France getting it we've had the tennis the Grand Slams we've got now this this new thing well yes the last dance with um, Michael Jordan but interestingly there's a brand new reality TV series called Married to the Game so it's a bit like the Real Housewives but also (laughs) with the football it's like the love child of both of these genres I think that they're in danger of splitting the atom. There will be nowhere else to go. <laughs> well, like but, you said about the, the Danish Nordic yes, Noirs. Yeah, here's some, a bit of rubbish that we made earlier. <laughs> oh, we'll watch it. Okay, bring it on. So that's that. I think you've got something a little bit more serious. I actually couldn't believe that this happened three years ago. Uh, there was no preview for this programme, but I uh, think it's important to bring your attention to and it's something that I will be, again, watching in real time. It's Sarah Everard, The Search for Justice. It's on 9pm Tuesday, BBC One, and of course it will be on the iPlayer afterwards. Yeah, I absolutely couldn't believe that this was three years mm. ago. So this week marks three years since that shocking murder of Sarah Everard um, and her death at the hands of a Metropolitan Police officer. And what this documentary is going to do is it's going to, what it promises to do is A, look at the investigation into the murder, how the crime unfolded, and also the lasting impact of her death. It's really good that they've included in the production notes that the production team worked very closely with Sarah's family and what the aim of this documentary is is to increase awareness around issues surrounding women's safety and abuse of power by those in positions we should be able to trust i personally find this topic even to talk about quite difficult Mm -hmm. and even just seeing it in in the magazine and seeing her name kind of took me back to that time which just felt very scary and terrifying and the events and vigils that happened afterwards and seeing this kind of, this whole thing play out from seeing the early um, sharings of people looking for her on social media to then what it unfortunately later became. Um, so I'm definitely going to be watching this. Uh, it feels even more pertinent that it, it's dropping in International Women's Week and do with that what you will. But yeah, do you have any thoughts? It's just very, very sad, isn't mm-hmm. it? As you say, those years have kind of flown by for us, but... I'm sure they haven't for everyone who knew and loved her. It's just a still shocking, shocking story. We've had since that time, we've talked about the internal affairs where police people have to investigate themselves and clearly corruption becomes a double corruption when it's in the hands of people charged with looking after us. But very thought-provoking. Thank you for that. I can offer you something equally sad, I'm afraid, which is Navalny which is the Oscar-winning documentary. 
that was released 2022 and told us what appeared to be the daring ho tale of Alexei Navalny, Putin's chief antagonist, and how he made the decision to go back to Russia, even though he had been poisoned on a plane. And everyone said, please don't become one of his chief provocateurs in exile. But he wasn't having it. And we all know how that turned out. So the tragic circumstances of his death are the reason that this film has been put back on the iPlayer. But it won an Oscar and it's worth a watch. So Navalny. Thank you. Right, let's try and... uh, Let's try and cheer ourselves up, shall we? Tell us about the cinema. But that is important, isn't it? And that is the power of TV. I mean, we saw it earlier this year with the post office drama. We can't say we're not told about these things. Yeah. That's for sure. also, I think it does show that the power of TV to unite as well, to mm. to find place and solace in, you know, things that are incredibly difficult. Sometimes it's difficult to watch or sometimes it's difficult to know that that stuff is happening. But I think it is testament to the power of TV that A, it gives it a voice, but B, it allows you to kind of unfold those emotions as well and to unpick how mm. you're actually feeling. And of course, we only have to feel uncomfortable. We're not yeah. going through it. So we bear witness just by watching. So true. We had a lovely listener write in this week, which has actually really cheered me up. So we have a message from Mandy who says, Ladies, I think you will love Strife, an Aussie show starring Asha Keddy based on the memoir of Mia Friedman. Funny with some great messages and plenty for all the feminists and non-feminists out there. If you loved the brilliant Colin from Accounts, this is for you. Cheers, Mandy. Fantastic. P.S. I'm a Kiwi, but I have to say the Aussies are doing TV very well at the moment. They are. Now, I remember Asha Keddy in Secret Life of Us. I mean, she is a great Aussie star and she's been in lots of things since then. So I will be very keen. And as you know, I do love all things Australian. I will be tuning in for this and reporting back to Mandy. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. Well, thanks so much for writing in. And of course, if you want to tell us what you've been watching and enjoying, if you have any recommendations for us or even ones to absolutely avoid, do write in to podcast at radiotimes.com or if you listen on Spotify, you can scroll down and write in the Q&A box at the bottom of the episode. Now, I have a film of the week, which I feel fits in very nicely with Mm. your Drive to Survive recommendation, even though I poo-pooed it. My new favourite phase, poo-pooed. So my recommendation or film of the week is Ferrari on Now Cinema. Now, so uh, this is the biopic of Enzo Ferrari, the Italian motorsport legend. Obviously, as you can tell from what I was saying earlier, I know absolutely nothing about motor racing or Enzo Ferrari. So I went into this film with absolutely no expectations. Penelope Cruz plays his wife and she is this very hurt, very distraught woman. Their relationship is is very toxic. Um, Who plays Ferrari? Adam Driver. Should have started with that. Love him. See, See, Driver Ferrari? It's a gift that keeps on giving. Anyway, I didn't know anything about the horrific tragedy that follows uh, or that happens. Don't give it away. I think that's the twist, isn't it, in the film? That's the big one. But did you know it? Yeah, yeah. He's quite famous. Okay. I had absolutely no idea and (laughs) neither did it seem did most people in the cinema Uh, because, I mean, I was at the premiere. That's right. Oh, hello. Mic drop. Sorry. Uh, And of course I wouldn't give it away a spoiler but there is a twist and this is hinged on, on a big event which mm-hmm. more for me I didn't know anything about and I thought it was 
incredibly moving. Um, very educational. Okay. Uh, so definitely one to recommend. Radio Times gave it four stars. So that's that's high praise. High praise indeed. Guests. They're a very discerning bunch. Mm-hmm. Finally, I have one from the archive, which is along similar lines. I think even better. This film really does stand up to the test of time. It's called Rush. It came out in 2013. It stars Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Broyle, and they play... James Hunt and Nicky Lauda, who were the great competitors, chief rivals of the 1976 Grand Prix season when racing was far, far more dangerous than it is now these days, thankfully. And they were prepared to just push, uh, well, what should we say, foot to the to the floor in terms of taking risks. Uh, great performances. Director is Ron Howard. And I wasn't a big old rev head when I actually first saw this film. I think it might have been one of the reasons I became so interested in mm. Grand Prix as was watching this film. So it is available on Netflix. And if you're binging, as I have done on Drive to Survive, and you're still a little bit hungry for a taste of the track, then you've got Rush as well. And also Ferrari on now. So wow, a, feast, a feast of F1. <laughs> Yes. As they say, there's a bit of a theme this week. Apologies if you're not Revheads. We'll have something completely different next week, promise. Well, that's all from us this week, isn't it? That was a great roundup of television, I think. Well done. <laughs> well done, us. <laughs> Good. I think we cut all of that, shall we? <laughs> right. Well, thanks very much. Until next week, happy, happy viewing. viewing. 